Hi, I'm Keith, and this is my dad, Kerwin. We're here to talk about Crimson Dawn with Chris Ryans. We're going to break down five issues of Marvel Comics' Star Wars Crimson Raid. Will Kira get the upper hand in Sith, or will the Emperor strike back? Get it? Emperor, Empire. That was good. That was good. Find out this episode of Father Side Galaxy. Thank you everyone for joining us. Marvel Comics Star Wars Crimson Reign, written by Charles Soule, is the second story of the trilogy that picks up right after the War of the Bounty Hunters. This is our spoiler review of the five-issue series. Joining us is Chris Ryans, founder of Boraxium, member of Blue Bantha Milk, and manager of the Atomic City Comics in downtown Philadelphia. He is also the content creator of Shooting the Poodoo, the Star Bros podcast, comics preview, and a new series called The Noise Guys. Uh, yes motion picture podcast chris ryan's welcome back to father sun galaxy hey thanks for having me you know i love coming on here yeah thank you so much yeah this yeah. is this is going to be fun so we're yeah. Gonna, yeah so um you want to start with uh yeah something you want to show mr yes. ryan's look it's you is it <laughs> <laughs> Those who are, you know, on audio, Keith created of <laughs> uh, Chris Ryan's. So you that's dope. Out on video, yeah, but yeah, that's. I said, wait, well, what is what was what was in my Lego hand? What was that in my Lego hand? It's like a comic book. Ah, I nice, nice, very nice. Yes, love it. That's right. Yeah, so I'll be flying off the shelves soon. That one. <laughs> He showed that to me, and I said, okay, we got to show this to Chris. <laughs> That's so, awesome. So, Chris, before we get started talking about yeah. uh, Crimson Rain, I want to just talk about, um, you know, we're from Philadelphia. You know, yeah. we live in the Philly area, yeah. and you have a shop in Philadelphia. But there's also a shop that's very well known mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. It's called Amalgam Comics and Coffee House. Mm-hmm. Um, sad to say that in October, they're actually going to be closing their doors. So they're shutting yeah. their doors for good. So um, I just wanted to just give you, uh, you know, some time if you wanted to talk about Amalgam or your experience with Amalgam. Yeah, um, I, I've, I've never met Ariel personally, but um, but I know she's good people. And I, and I love what they did for the community with, with the different uh, events that they did, uh, you know, whether just for fun or educational and things like that. So uh, it, it's 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 a tough blow to the community that uh, that they had to close their doors and and it's been an unfortunate couple of years all around you know um, so I, hopefully you know she will bounce back and get something going uh, in the you know in the future in the very near future that'd be you know that'd be great because you know we you know uh, as far as black owned businesses yet yeah, like Atomic City Comics is like the first black owned comic book shop and she had the first female black owned comic shop and you know we need we need tent poles like that around, you know, uh, in in the business world, and and in entertainment, and especially with with the comic books, you know. Uh, so yeah, it's it's unfortunate, and yeah, like I said, I hope that I hope that they bounce back. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, when I was, uh, you know, I was living in the uh, northern area, North Jersey, mm. uh, about five years ago, before I decided to move to the Philly area. 
And one of the places that I wanted to go to was Amalgam because I mm-hmm. read about the, the comic shop and Ariel Johnson and her being, uh, you know, black owned, you know, first yeah. female black owned comic book shop. So when I got to see it, we took the whole family there. I took the whole family and we just took pictures like we were, you know, at an amusement park. We took pictures outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was historic for us, you know, it was yeah. a historic moment. And we took pictures inside and Keith actually took a couple of pictures with Ariel. So um, and, you know, we've been, you know, going back there ever since, you know, for the last five years. So it is mm-hmm. sad to hear, you know, I know that, you know, they were hit, you know, just like everybody else during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, yeah. They had to close their doors for a period of time and they weren't letting any people in the building. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when they had their reopening last year and I said, wow, I'm glad that they made it through. You know what I mean? Because we need yeah. shops like this. Yeah, yeah. they kind of didn't. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, she had to close the door. So, but I I do believe that she is going to come back with something else. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll we'll see it. Exactly. We'll see a different amalgam in the future. Absolutely. Maybe even a different location, hopefully closer to us. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. So, so just wanted to just, uh, you know, just talk a little bit about amalgam and Mm -hmm. Ariel Johnson the best. Well, it'd be, I think it'd be fantastic if they had something near KOP because I think right now it's just, I don't know. Yeah, comics and more. That's in the uh, that's in the mall, but that's that's kind of uh, it's, it's, it. It used to be a really cool comic. Anyway, I don't want to talk too bad about not. I don't need to. No, but I, uh, I, I know the place <laughs> you're talking about. I know the place. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I've been there. Actually been. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I, I, we'll I talk about it yeah, We'll talk about it on camera. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Totally understand yeah. what you're saying. But I, I love that spot. I was, you know, I was there in the, in the old days of King of Prussia, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, great spot. It's, it's been a while since I've been there, and I know that since the mall had changed over, that just became it's another monster in itself, yeah. that spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about Crimson Rain. So again, Crimson Rain is written by Charles Soule, and it's the second story of a trilogy that picks up right after the War of the Bounty Hunters. Mm-hmm. The series is about Crimson Dawn, a criminal organization led by their ambitious leader, Kira. The character of Kira was originally seen in the big screen uh, film Solo, a Star Wars story back in 2018, mm-hmm. and she was played by actor Amelia Clark. To remind everyone who was in Crimson Dawn, we have the Knights of Ren, Shanaf Cha and the Orphans, Deathstick, Ochia Bastoon, and Margaret Trina, who are her close advisors, Kira's close advisors. Yes, so issue one is called The Orphans, and the issue opens with the archivist or the narrator telling us the story of the fall of Crimson Dawn. That's a really bold way to open it. But do you find it surprising that they told us how it was going to end at the very beginning? I am in denial with that with that intro. Because at first I was like, I'm like, why? But I'm like, it's, it's Charles Soule. The man is a genius. So I know that he's he's got some kind of plan. But I hope that this like you know, I've got it on. I've got it on my other screen right now. Like I, I just saw the audition, so I'm right there with you. Um, I hope that she makes it out of this alive. Like that was my first thing when I when I read the first page. I was like, oh, I hope Kira makes it out of this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's messing with the Empire, so you know, and more importantly, she's messing with the Sith. So who knows? But um, you know, we'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. I I, I hope. I hope that, that she makes it out. I'm pretty sure Crimson Dawn will. It's, it, Crimson Dawn itself will not make it out of this trilogy, but I, I hope Kira does. She better. 
Yeah. I mean, come on, what a good villain. She's a she's a great character. I I I I, I partially look at her as a villain, Keith. Like partially look at her as a villain. Um there are things that she does. Yeah, she, she's had a hard upbringing. I don't know if you guys read the uh like uh, one of the uh pre-solo uh novels that came out and I'm I'm blanking on the name of it right now. But um um yeah, she's attracted to that life. But in doing some of the things she does, like even even leaving Han uh at the end of the solo uh movie, it was for his own good. It was, you know, because she knows that he is a good person, shouldn't get caught up in that lifestyle. And she left him there because she knows that that is a, that is a you know, it's a good person and, and that he and, and Chewie need each other. Um, so, it, it, and even, you know, going forward, she grabs uh, Han's, uh, you know, the carbonite. Um, I think all this is done, you know, for good purpose. There's some duality to it, of course, but uh, I think for yeah, a good purpose that uh, that that she's doing it. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, you know, after that, Kira's preaching that the Sith are the enemy, and she's she's really angry. But her knowledge of the dark side comes from her relationship with Maul, who was originally taking over Crimson Ray until you know Obi Wan kind of ended that. So he was actually the Emperor's former apprentice. So I think part of her anger actually comes from how the Emperor like cast her aside. Cast Maul aside, I mean. So that might that might be part of it. And then she's talking about how the Sith take and then throw away like Maul. Yeah. yeah. So each member of the Dawn is in one way or another being affected by the Empire. They have their lives upended. And the balance of the power is one-sided. The Emperor rules the galaxy like it's such yeah. a pyramid. And then they they just are on top of everything and everyone else. They gotta rule over everything. They will rule over a desert planet that nobody's on because they can say it's theirs. Yeah. The Empire takes, the, you know, if that planet's got resources, the Empire wants it. You know? Yeah. And they want to get to the top by pushing everybody else down the slope. Yep. And there's one person that's free, and that's Palpatine, who gets to orchestrate this whole thing and then has no consequences. Mm-hmm. So Sidious and his apprentice Vader are the two most powerful people in the galaxy. And she says, they must die so the galaxy can live. Mm-hmm. Bang. And she's mm-hmm. not wrong. The Empire really is a dictatorship, but Yes. Kira grew up not having that much money. So you think her motivation could be to take down Palpatine coming from her feeling she is owed a share of his wealth or, and power? Or is this her seeking revenge on Palpatine for how he cast Maul aside after appointing Vader as his apprentice? Uh, to your second part, I, I, I need to know how Maul was exited from Crimson Dawn before I can even uh uh see on that one because there could have been some betrayal there uh as to why she's in charge and maul isn't uh so you know so there's there's that but um i think it's i, I think it's more of a free it, it's yeah there's 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 money and wealth and, there, and there's power with with her she wants that power distributed like you know, like you said you know the power to be tr- distributed not just um held by the emperor but um kind of going about it the wrong way 
maybe in her way, she's doing it right. Saul Guerrero thought he was doing it the right way as well. So, you know, you, you, you never know. But um, with her, with with the lack of freedom that she's had her entire life, you know, being a scrum rat, you know, under uh, under Lady Proxima and then under Crimson Dawn. Um, I, I think it's I think it's more of a freedom thing. And, and very little less a power thing. Okay. Or power and wealth thing. So then she has a plan in place. So she's going to try to talk to Black Sun. And she's going to be with Lord Gioti? 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 What? Oh, from the, uh, yeah, yeah, Gioti, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Sun. So, you know, just for the audience members who might not know, who is Black Sun? What's Kira bringing to the table for them? Well, uh, the Black Sun is another uh, criminal, you know, crime syndicate. And I think that's her, her her goal is to bring together all these crime families, kind of like what um, what Fett was doing in, in the Book of Boba Fett, uh, but on, on a larger, slightly more sinister scale. But uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they are. Uh, it's, the Black Sun is led by the uh, the race called the Falim. Uh, if you've ever played or read uh, Shadow of the Am- Shadows of the Empire. Uh, Prince Zizor is of that same is of that same race, yeah. so yeah, her her goal is to bring all of these crime families together to to combat the empire, to combat and confuse and just cause chaos for the empire. Because her goal is taking out the the Sith, like the, the Sith is is main thing, and the empire is secondary, close second. Do yeah. you want me to take this party? Oh uh, no! I can't. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Kira's not just offering intelligence to Black Sun. She's going to all these other criminal organizations, mm-hmm. like you said, on a larger scale. She's going to the Pike. She's going to Papa Torrance Gay. Mm-hmm. But is it really intelligence that she's giving them, or is she just giving them straight rumors? She's she is manipulating all of these groups. Yep. To to cause mayhem and, and chaos to keep the empire sort of uh, off balance so that she can um, she can do what needs to be done as far as she's concerned. Yeah. So then it's there's a rumor that Kira, Marco, and Trinity are spreading. So they're telling the same rumor that the empire is looking for a new partner to replace mm-hmm. the huts. Mm-hmm. So that's why all these people are trying to work with her. They're vying for the Empire's attention. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, she's holding the scheme going because uh, Chaddeth and the orphans are taking down this Black Sun smash processing lab. Mm-hmm. You know, no survivors, although smash is very similar to Spice on an unrelated note. Sort of like the Boba Fett Spice. <laughs> But, you know, no survivors and no survivors means no clues. And yep. this gets back to Black Sun. Guilt. G guy is angry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he's livid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very livid. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know that Kira is behind it. Right. He suspects another syndicate to cause this. Right. So he goes after the law because he doesn't know which one. Mm-hmm. Wow. I guess yeah. that backfired. And yeah. meanwhile, the orphans are still wreaking havoc on the other syndicates. Now the syndicates are all at war with each other. Mm-hmm. 
Which is exactly what she wanted. Yeah, she wanted utter chaos. It's sort of like when you watch those movies and then there's that part where everybody gangs up, but there's somebody spreading lies between the others and eventually it all comes to a head and they start fighting. Yeah. Yes. And then the Emperor, of course, he notices. And then that's when Vader has to step in. Exactly. And this is just the first issue. So this issue is called The Orphans. Right. And yeah. so there was a lot going on in just issue number one. So let's yeah. uh, really set the stage. Exactly. Do you have any yeah. other thoughts or comments about issue one before? Well, we- uh, the, the orphans, uh, I thought, was a fantastic group um, who, who work under Kira because Chanath Cha was another one of Soul's characters that he made for the Lando Calrissian series. And Chanath Cha had a uh, relationship with Lobot, uh, Lando's, uh, you know, Lando's second. Also, Chanath was in Charles Soule's Darth Vader run. Um, and I think I think her parents or one of her parents was a former Jedi or, or force sensitive or something like that. And the Inquisitors were sent after them. And I think it was Vader or the Inquisitors killed her parents right in front of her. Mm. And, you know, and she got badly injured, I think. And was let uh, and, and was able to escape. So she's got, you know, her motives for why, you know, it, it, why she's working with Kira to take out the Sith, um, take out the Sith, you know, and, and the uh, and the Empire. Yeah. So uh, just like many other people whose lives have been impacted by the Empire. Yeah. 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 It's not too uncommon in Star Wars. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And all it's right. just it, it all comes down to how. You know, people want to extract that revenge. You know, if they want to be like Mon Mothma and and taking more a a more uh, I guess respectable way, or they're gonna be like Saw and just a more straightforward, violent way, or like Kira in a more devious, <laughs> um, more devious way. I guess there are, there are so many different ways to to combat this empire. So you know, everyone's everyone's trying their their own different ways at it. Okay, so let's go on to issue number two, and it's called The Assassins. And it's about Death Stick and Ochia Bastoon. Uh, so, so these two assassins are given assignments by Kira. So Death Stick's assignment is to find Cadelia. This young girl named Cadelia. Do you can you tell us who she is and why Kira's looking for her? Cadelia uh, is the um uh, she is the offspring of a, of a high-ranking or top member of the Mourner's Whale and a top member of, um, of the Unbroken Clan. And she is the heir to both and can, and can bridge that gap. And both of those, both of those crime syndicates are warring. They're like They've always been rivals. Uh, so she is, um, she represents unity, Whereas some on both sides don't want that to happen, mostly on the Unbroken Clan, because Volcora, who leads the Unbroken Clan, she is a horrible person. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, so, yeah, she's very important. Uh, and uh, for a while, Valance, uh, uh, Baylor Valance was uh, was uh, protecting her. And, you know, she, she, she is very, very important to Kira's plan. So Kira has to go after her and has to has to bring her into the fold. Sure. And yeah. 
And eventually that's what happens. Deathstick does find Cadelia and brings mm-hmm. her to Kira. Okay. Yeah. Her assignment is completed. Yeah. Let's talk about Ochi of Bastoon. Uh, she, Kira also hired him. She is uh, not a good person. To send the emperor a message. <laughs> oh, she is not yeah. a good person. But yeah, yeah. What was that message that she wanted the emperor to get? Uh, oh, what was the message? What was the message? Oh, that there, there were, um, and you know, operatives like yes, on operatives. But then, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I read number two. No, no, but the uh, yeah, um, yeah, operatives within within the empire to just kind of start that whole that old wild goose chase. You know, to keep to keep the empire off balance. Yep. Yeah, and you know, it was it was the artwork for. Uh, let's just talk about the artwork a little bit. Sure. You know, the I don't have the artist's name, but the Steve artwork, Cummings. Yes. The artwork in this series is wonderful. And I think yeah. one of my favorite panels in the series is, um, well, a few of the panels were you saw the uh, the Imperial Guards, you know, you saw them outside of their uniform, their red uniform, yeah. and they're having breakfast. You know, they're all sitting together. There's no communication between them. You know, they're just having their breakfast and then they get up and they go and they put on their uniforms Mm -hmm. and then they head to the emperor's throne room and they're standing there and the emperor's right in the middle, right next to his throne. And then all of a sudden they just drop like dominoes. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. Wait, what? Yeah. So they were actually poisoned. Knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Right in front of the emperor. And like who could get that close to the emperor to do something like that, you know? You know, and that that just shows how how calculating she is, how calculating yeah. Kira is, and and the reach that she has. She's got people in every organization, like you know, even within the rebellion. You know, and I think that's 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 incredible. And she did what she had to do to to send a message straight to straight to Palpatine. Yeah, it's, it's well known that Crimson Dawn has people from all over the place, mm-hmm. even Crimson in the Dawn's rebellion. Everywhere. We may get to that because, you know, uh, well, that was actually brought up in in War of the Bounty Hunters is she had a connection in the rebellion who allowed mm-hmm. her to see Princess Leia. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she has people all yeah. over. Yeah, that's that's definite. So that was pretty much uh, issue number two. Those are the two assignments. They were the assassins. Yeah. Assassins. Let's get to issue number three called the archivist. Yes. So we learned their backstory before Order 66. So her real name is Madeline Sud of Sava at the University of Bar Left, which is a teacher basically. And she studied the force. And according to her, she lived a happy life. But then after Order 66, the Jedi were wiped out. She turned to junk dealing because she can't really study the force openly at this point. Yeah. And then stormtroopers raided her shop and found a Jedi artifact, which was forbidden by the Order 66 code. A trooper threatened to report her, that all of a sudden, bam, 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 Kira's there. The troopers are down. So she tells Kira the history of the Jedi and how Palpatine rose to power because he made people fear the Jedi. He called the Jedi traitors. Kira reveals the true identity of Palpatine. Madeline realizes she did not lose a life of happiness. She had it taken away by the Empire. Kira assigns Madeline to find Yoda, the great Jedi Master, who Kira expects to survive Order 66. Yoda would make a great ally for Crimson Dawn in the battle against the Empire. Though researcher technology, through research and technology, Madeline finds out where Yoda is and travels to Dagobah. Pretty cool, we actually got to see Dagobah in a Crimson Raid comic. Nice. Yeah. 
So only a few people actually know where Yoda lives because he's in hiding after what happened in Order 66. But how'd she know where to find Yoda? It was, oh man. All right, so this is this is when it, it starts to, um, you see elements of the different comics uh, come to play that, that help, help this out. Now, I don't know if Kira knew this, but there's a Han Solo comic that's out right now, Han Solo and Chewbacca. And in one of those issues, there's a flashback where Kira, I'm sorry, where, where Han visits the booth where, where, where that Sava was, you know, just selling her old relics and stuff. And he it has a cause of distraction and tips the stormtroopers off to the fact that she's selling Jedi relics. Like that, that's something that happens. And then, and then uh, I think it's, oh, what happens? All right. So then, and then, uh, cause I'm looking at the issue right now. Um, uh, that Sava goes to meet with um, Captain Antilles, who, who was the captain of the attendant before. Um, I don't know, was that, was that his name? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm thinking, I don't know if um, the story made it clear as to exactly how she found Dagobah. And... Oh, no, 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 it, it, it is. It is. Yeah, it, okay. it, it, it's, it's this other, uh, this other uh, pilot, uh, this uh, uh, other rebel pilot that she found who was, who was incarcerated. And she went okay. to have a meeting with him. And then um, she uses uh, this ascendant, this ascendant uh, tech which is a Dr. Afra thing um, to uh, extract this information about what happened, like tracing Yoda's steps so she could find out where he was at. Because, so that's two references to Dr. Afra. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Right. right. So we got Dr. Afra in there. And then, and then like the, uh, the Han Solo one is like a late reference because they didn't, that didn't, issue didn't come out until like a month or so ago. But um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's all connected and connected well. So it's, it's through that uh, Ascendant Tech uh, that she was able to extract the information uh, and follow Yoda's steps that led to Dagobah. Yeah, that makes a little more sense. So while she's there, she runs into a sea creature and then ends up entering the cave, which mm-hmm. is the same one Luke went into in the Empire Strikes Back, where he saw the visions of himself. Yep. And it did the same to Madeline. It revealed something about her. So then it, it, it showed her the light side of the force, and not the dark side. That can give her back all her happiness and life she had once. So, you know, she kind of gives in. And she goes back to Kira and tells her Yoda's dead. So Kira moves on to her next play. Yeah. And yeah. now we're on issue four. Right. Before we get to four, do you have any other comments regarding issue number three, Chris? Uh. The fact that the, the cave changed her appearance, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, right. and warped yeah. and warped her a bit was was uh, was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I think I'm I'm, I'm I'm looking at the issue right now, and I'm, I wonder if I don't know if she knew that Yoda was there and like sort of protecting him, I guess. I mean, he watched the whole thing happen. Yeah. He, he, he watched right. everything he go down. Shadows, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, she knew. She knew. Yeah. She knew that he was there and, and, and kept his secret. So that was... 
that was right. that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she just gave this line to Kira and said, Well, he's not there. Let's forget about him. So she so Kira could just move on yeah. and yo to be. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. was intentional on her part. All right. Okay. So let's get to issue number four. This is called the Knights. All right. This, this uh, is a special issue right here. This is this a special is, is, issue. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about this one. So let's talk about the Knights of Ren. Uh, we did see them first appear in the Force Awakens That's through fair. through, through uh, Ray's flashback. Right. Right. Exactly. The first full appearance was in the Wrath of Skywalker. That's correct. Yeah. Right. And you know they are a gang of Force users named after their leader Ren. Yeah. And Ben Solo joins the group many years later and changes his name to Kylo Ren. Yeah. So he's mm-hmm. not with them at this point. Yes. Exactly. Right. So Kira finds a nice Ren and she makes them an offer they can't refuse. So they're to travel. Yes. Yeah, so she's a, there to travel to Mustafar and steal this screaming key from Vader's castle. Screaming key? A screaming key. Right. So now the idea is that Vader's not supposed to be there. So it should be an easy heist. Um, but when they enter into the, the, the castle, uh, they find Vinay. And Vinay is the keeper of the castle. And Vinay then alerts the security death troopers to go after them. So in battle ensues. And uh, but Ren uh, gets the key. And just when he's ready to leave with the key, guess who shows up? <laughs> Darth Vader himself yep. shows up. And so, of course, the knights are running for their lives. Uh, Ren escapes with the key. But Vader is using a force to try to get the key from Ren. And in the meantime, the other knights are actually firing at, at Vader, and he is deflecting their blast. So he kind of got distracted and distracted enough so that Ren could get the key back. So now Ren gets the key from Vader, yeah. and the knights escape. Yeah. Now, who would have thought they'd be working for this guy's grandson in a couple of years? Yeah, right? Right. How about that? Now, now Kira was pretty sure that Vader was not going to be there. So... The question I have for you is, do you think this is just a miscalculation on her part, thinking that he was not going to be there? Or would, do you think she did it intentionally to set up the nice of Rand? No, I think that was a that was a miscalculation. Yeah. OK, absolutely. Yeah. because I mean, she needed she needed that um, that screaming key. So I don't know why she would uh, try to sabotage that. Mm-hmm. Um, this issue was special in at last year's Potathon. I interviewed Charles Soule. Yes. And this was the um, the 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 spoiler stuff that he gave me that the Knights of Ren were going to infiltrate, uh, you know, Castle Vader, and um, it it lived up to and and it exceeded, you know, any kind of expectations I had for how fun this issue would be. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, he you know Ren lost a couple of or one I think one at least. Yeah. One member. And that's an issue um, five actually. There oh, was- that's what okay. Well, hold on. Is that right? Because all right, there's this there's one guy who spits Invaders uh, back to tank, and I was like, bro, you should not have no, done you're, you're that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he he yeah yeah he got it from Vader, I think, and I was like, well, he kind of had it. Coming. Okay, got uh, <laughs> you. Don't spit in the man's back to tank. Come yeah, on. don't don't spit in the man's back to tank. That is that's that's a life lesson. Yeah, but right, um, right about that part. Yeah. Life lesson: yeah. one, never spit invaders back. Yeah, why would you? Don't do that. Why would you? I was yeah. the first thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna get forced choked. Yeah. yeah. Well, this guy but, got forced smushed. I think again, they're, they're on the impression that Vader was not gonna be there, so they thought, yeah. oh, we'll just go in and do whatever we want, and you know, we're what not gonna get caught. You of, yeah. yeah. What does that remind you? Of? 
Well, that could be anybody. Who does that remind you of? <laughs> you? No. <laughs> Who? January 6th. Oh, okay. All right. January 6th. Okay. Yeah, that's a, oh, we're going there. No, okay. let's not. I got you. I got you. Right. I, yeah. I that's a yeah. good that's a good point, you know. Yeah, that's a very good point. So except this time they actually got caught. Yes, they did get caught. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Yeah. Well, any other thoughts or comments about issue number four? Uh, what I do like is that, and I think I, you know, I think I even mentioned number five, but uh, how the emperor barely even noticed the Knights of Rem because whereas they may they may seem super like super cool and like, all oh, these guys are they're powerful and they you know they follow what's called the shadow, which is their what they call the dark side. Um, to to a Sith Lord, to a true Sith Lord, they are mere tools. Yeah, they're they're pretty much Inquisitor level, you know, uh, to a Sith Lord. So they 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 aren't that much of a of a threat. Yeah, I mean, they, but, uh, they sell like two Inquisitors a day. Yeah, That's yeah. That's how he gets his daily exercise. <laughs> hey, that, yeah, <laughs> <coughs> exactly. All right, so let's move on to issue number five. Longest one. Called The Scarlet Queen. I can help you with this one. If no. You want. Okay. This is called The Scarlet Queen, issue number five, the last issue. Yeah, so Vader visits Palpatine's throne room. And by the way, if I'm looking down, that's because I'm looking at my notes. No, nope, that's fine. It's like six pages. So Palpatine breaks it down. All the recent attacks, the huts going out the war with the syndicates, and then the assassination of the royal guards. It's all a personal attack on the Empire. But no, it isn't. It looks like that. But it is, it's an attack on the Sith Absolutely. and their culture as well. Absolutely. So then Palpatine calls in Director Barsha from the Imperial Security Bureau from an update. So Barsha says in the shadows, you can't see his face, which is very odd. But after questioning various crimes syndicates, the ISB determined that the war began with a rumor the Empire is looking to form a new business relationship to replace the hut. And he names the source of the rumor, Crimson Dawn. But who is this guy? And what do we know about Director Barsha? And why is he hiding in the shadows? Who's he even worked for in the first place? Yeah, Director Barsha. He seems very shady. What do you think? Yeah. Right. yeah. I, at first, I thought they were, um, they were, you know, shading his face and like, oh, it's Thrawn or something. But I know that Filoni's got plans for Thrawn with the uh, with the Ahsoka series. And that um, would have been really hope, nice. We hope. Yeah. But he's kind of he's kind of in space right now. Yeah. He's on yeah. a very long space voyage. Yeah. Him and the Purgles and Ezra. But um yeah I I I, I there, there's still a lot about that character that needs to be told. So you know these ISB guys they are they're 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 sometimes shrouded in mystery so Yes, they are. We'll see. So then Vader and Palpatine start putting the pieces together and realize the fighting skills, the knowledge of the Sith, it all connects to one person, Maul, mm -hmm. former leader of Crimson Dawn. What more does Kira know? Because she's obviously hiding something. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Kira seems like a shady person to begin with. You really think she doesn't have some tricks up her sleeve and some secrets? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure she got some skeletons in her closet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So right now, there's the Empire sending out a high priority transmission for people to find Kira and Cruz and Dawn. So they basically put a bounty on her head. Yeah. 
Exactly. And now the Knights of Ren and Madeline are trying to unlock the Screaming Key. Yeah, they're on and, this unknown planet. Yeah, right. Okay. We don't know where they are. Yeah. And then the dark side of the force unleashes a scream and awakens some gargoyle creatures, and the knights are in danger. But while they escape, they lose one of their own. Yeah. Azra. Azra. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. It's the so, uh, the, the Twi'lek, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So Madeline finds the object and gets the screaming key, inserts it, and opens the object which has an hourglass. So she tells Kira, you know, it's still here. And then when they're able to leave, luckily before they, luckily once they got the hourglass, those creatures chasing the knights turned stone. But now that Kira knows for, that what she's looking for is still there, she takes Madeline and breaks her earpiece. Oh, wow. Yeah. She, she left them there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes. yes. So she and then, makes a big speech mm-hmm. from her throne on Vermilion, and Palpatine knows Crimson Dawn is looking for him, and now he is looking for Crimson Dawn. Mm-hmm. So she expected this would happen, and as a plan to cause chaos for the Empire. If you quote the last few panels, while the Empire staggers trying to set things right, we will prepare our master stroke, and all of this will at last end. This is our hidden Empire. Right. <coughs> Thank you very much for that. So, Chris, you say you have the comic book up in front of you. So if you go to the last few panels, um, the, the, the few questions that we're going to ask you is in regards to the panels. Okay. But if you look at them and you look at Kira's body language and you look at how angry she is and her facial expressions, what, do you, what is her mindset at this point? What do you think she's thinking? I think it, it's, 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 it's uh, they've... What's happened is I think uh, 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 Palpatine and, and, and Vader, you know, put the Scooby-Doo clues together a little too soon for her. So she's had to um, fast forward her plan. So she's, it's not going exactly how she wanted. So I know that that that, that angered her. Um, but she's still in control. And whereas I have no idea what's going on with the Hidden Empire just yet. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, she she just has to to you know to just to, uh, fast forward her plans, uh, and I this is probably where you know the mess up happens where you know this becomes the end of Crimson Dawn. Like I said, hopefully yeah. not the end of Kira, right? But, um, but uh, the end of Crimson Dawn and their uh, you know and and their advancements in the galaxy. Yeah, Kira's probably just gonna have to go underground, like like a shield type story. Mm. So what I see, you know, to me, she was kind of going down Maul's path. Right. Exactly. I was about to say that she looks angry and I yeah. think she is caught off guard that, you know, maybe the, the empire is on to her very quick stuff like, way too quick. Yeah. That the empire is onto her very quickly. Yeah. And I think she's panicking. And yeah. I agree with Keith that I think she's going down the same path as Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. Remember the last few moments of his life was all was about crazy, vengeance. all about vengeance. Yeah. Just like. He wanted Kenobi dead after yep. after Obi Wan cut his legs off. Right. Yeah. And like then, like you would expect much worse after you take down his master. Yeah. Right. And the Emperor, you know, yeah. for what the Emperor did, you know, like cast him aside. Yeah. And... Maul's got a lot of vengeance on a lot of people. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so it sounds like you answered the question, but let's talk about it a little bit more. Sure. Well, do you um, how do you think it's going to end for Kira? 
I hope she survives okay. because she is a. Uh, when it came to the solo movie, um, I went in there strictly like I'm all about Lando. I just want to see Lando. I, you know, I want to, it's the Lando movie that, you know, that's what it was for me. But coming out of that movie, Kira was the most. Um, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dominant. Uh, intriguing mm, character. That's a good word. And, that, and, that, and that's the one that, uh, that that really stuck with me was was her character, because we haven't really had one like that in Star Wars, at least not in, in, in you know, in major canon. Um, so. You know, it, it was great to bring her back and it put eyes on the comics, which was fantastic. Um, I just hope there is more of her uh, going forward in, in some fashion. Yeah. 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 And hopefully still- her and her and Han meet up at some point because it needs to happen. So that's why yeah. I hope that she I hope that she survives because we know like this is, you know, months before, you know, the events of Return of the Jedi. So, you know, the Empire is firmly in control. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time of that movie, so yeah, th- things aren't going to go well for Crimson Dawn. Um, unfortunately, so this is only part two of the trilogy. So, yeah. part three, Hidden Empire, starts in October and then yep. wraps up in early 2023 in February. Yes, but you know, we were kind of hoping to see Kira in the Book of Boba Fett because all worlds lead to Crimson Dawn, except this one for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> that would that would have spoiled yeah. too many things if they did that. Yeah, yeah, so it looks yeah. like they're gonna try to keep Kira solely in the comics. But do you think she could have a future being in another live action movie after Solo? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Amelia Clark would love to come back and, and, and play the role. And I, you know, if they do something that's like that's you know post Return of the Jedi pre Mando era, uh, she's at the right age for it, I think, for her to come back and play that role. Absolutely, that'd be great. So you know, let's kind of talk about Charles Soule now, because mm. what makes him such a good writer? I know he's celebrating writing his 100th comic book right now, and Dad loves his Vader series. It's one of the best comics he's ever read. Yeah. Yes. And you, you know, like you said, you spoke to him at Potathon last year, so... Yeah, we what, met him at Fan Expo. Yes, we did, actually, yeah. So what makes him a good storyteller of Star Wars? Um, I When, when I did my preview for uh, Star Wars 25, which was his, uh, his 100th issue, like you said, Keith, um, the, if you read that comic, there are two stories where I just I I slammed the comic down. And I was like, "This dude gets it. Like he just gets Star Wars. The way that he explains some things, or uh, like in this story in particular, is like how the Jedi, like Anakin was asking uh, Obi, like, why don't we use the Kyber crystals in other ways, like in, in blasters and and chainmail and you know all the, like nunchuck kind of stuff like all the all the goofy stuff like fans are like why don't we have like, nunchuck lightsabers like because we, we cut our hands off immediately but um uh you know like why don't we use it for that and then and then the explanation that he gave i thought was fantastic i'm gonna bring that up just so uh sure, let me find it real quick um so then yeah, so yeah, once again, so like you said, Crimson Rain is gonna pick up again and it's gonna be the Hidden Empire in October. Yeah. Um, do you want to let people know where they could find us? Uh yes. Mm-hmm. So it'd be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Oldcast, Podcast Addict, or wherever you get your podcast. 
We are on we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Fatherside Galaxy. Please do check out our website, fathersidegalaxy.com. And be sure to visit our brand new Patreon page, Fatherside Galaxy, Patreon, patreon.com slash Fatherside Galaxy. Right, exactly. Okay. And don't forget to check out our Spreaker page as well. Mm-hmm. And even if you can't support us financially through Patreon, just please continue to subscribe and watch our videos because the overwhelming majority of you guys that watch our shows don't subscribe. So if you do, we could get that much closer to our 501 goal. We're yeah. about 10 we'll subscribers yeah. away. Right, exactly. So if you subscribe now and you're our 500 first subscriber, you will get the limited edition celebration exclusive Bad Batch Season 2 post. Yes. Nice. Yeah, exactly. And you also said we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You said that already? Yes. Got it. Good. Wonderful. So if I unsubscribe real quick and then wait a little bit and then subscribe again, <laughs> can, I get, can I get that? Because I missed that panel, so I want that post. <laughs> That's a little shady. <laughs> That's a cringe we, we don't know anything about that, Chris. You know, we can't help you. There. That's a cringe dog tactic, my man. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> We won't give you the poster. It'll be five hundred seconds. What do you got for us, Chris? You're looking. So uh, yeah, yeah, I found it. Um, So Obi, Obi explains to him. He says it is about how we wish to be seen, Anakin, and how that ties into the central mission of the Jedi Order. We do not want to be powerful. We wish to stand against, stand tall against the dark. Our tools reflect that goal, especially our chosen weapon. We all wield the same one, with minor variations: the lightsaber. We could make kyber bombs or blasters. Indeed, it's been tried. There are a few weapons like that uh, in the sealed archives, which we learned in, uh, well, you, if, you know, you like Souls Run of Vader. You know, yes. we know that there's that kyber rifle. Um, it said, but anyone can fire a blaster. Very few can safely and skillfully wield a lightsaber. Everyone in the galaxy knows this to be true. We yeah. want our opponents to know that we use a, a weapon that requires intention training, precision, and choice. The lightsaber symbolizes the care with which we approach our gifts through the force and the care with which we wield them. It reminds others that we could do more. We are very purposely, um, we very purposely do not. Whoa. And that is deep. And, and, and right there, I stopped. And I was like, this is, I was like, Charles Soule. Yeah. He gets Star Wars. He gets it so well. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, like, you know, I know a bunch of the different writers and whatnot, so I don't want to say who the best is because I don't know who the best is. Right now, it's, he, he's 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 definitely leading the pack right now, I think. Yeah, like, uh, really top five. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he's he's an amazing Star Wars, uh, Star Wars uh, story, storyteller, story creator. And um, I... So, and like that's why I'm like you know whatever he does it's like it's 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 uh, it, it's it's gold like whatever he puts out for Star Wars like it, it 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 makes sense it has purpose there's nothing there's no fluff or anything like that everything has purpose and he's just he's amazing right he's amazing writer all around uh, like my favorite non Star Wars story of his is called Eight Billion Genies it's this new comic that's out it's, it's in its uh, third issue right now. Hmm. And it's, uh, you know, it's a bunch, bunch of, you know, there's one genie, like all these genies come to earth, one genie per person, and they grant one wish. 
imagine the chaos that could come from that. Interesting. A thousand wishes. Somebody can wish for like infinite wishes. Uh, I think that yeah, that explains they can't. They, they can't do that. It's only it's only the one wish, uh, and they can't wish for uh, more wishes. But um, but just you know you know it, it's it's story about the uh, 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 the vanity of some people. You know the ridiculous choices that they make for their wishes and, and things like that. And and some of the great wishes that other people make that that just help you know their family or humanity as a whole. Uh, so yeah, it's a fantastic story. Marvel superheroes to be real. Like Iron <laughs> That's Man. Your, Wouldn't that, that just be wish? awesome okay. to see Spider-Man swing around the city? Right, yeah. Just swing right across our window. Huh? Just add, adds right to the chaos right there. <laughs> we, but yeah. Is this a, a graphic novel or is it a comic book? Uh, it's, 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 it's a monthly series uh, in, in its third issue right now. And it's already yes. been optioned for a TV oh. TV show. I, I think on Apple or something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, if, you, if you can wanna, find it, grab it. Yeah, yeah, please. I want definitely want to look into that. Yeah, thank you for telling me about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, I mean, we look forward to Hidden Empire. I'm telling you. And I, oh man, I can't wait. I can't. I can't wait to see how this story concludes. So yeah, yeah. I'm, so. I'm a, I'm, to see how Crimson Dog goes out, and if Kira survives. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Hopefully, don't yeah. Know. I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, to me. Yeah. I'm trying to do a round two oh, right now for the next. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to do a round two right now for uh for uh the next podathon, and and get Charles sold like you know for another uh for another interview. Trying, awesome. we'll see. Awesome. Hopefully, Very good. um, and yeah, because I love to talk about Hidden Empire, talk about Crimson Crimson Rain, uh, and you know like what's next for him, you know, outside of you know this 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 amazing <coughs> trilogy, this amazing slice of Star Wars that he has carved out for himself within this within this universe. So, oh man, I'm so excited. Yeah, absolutely. All so, right. uh, where can people find you? Me? Um, you can find me on uh, uh, Twitter. That place. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Chris Rhymes. Uh, I'm on Facebook as well. Uh, and of course, you know, Broaxium on Twitter and uh, Broaxium on our uh, YouTube channel. You know, where we, uh, we're doing Shooting the Poodoo. We got the Star Bros. We've got our Quick Shot Star Wars comics previews. Uh, another new series, another new, another new series where I do these little, not rants, but uh, uh, I just talk about some of my favorite, some of my favorite moments and, and things that really stuck out to me. Uh, so I have one where I talk about who the bravest uh, character in Star Wars is, and that is Captain Nita, because he took a hit for the home team. He really, really did. Um, and he was so confident. He was so confident. He was like, I'll, I'll explain to Vader what happened. We lost the Falcon. I'll explain it. He's got to respect that. Vader respected it and still killed him. Um, and uh, then I did. I just did one on what I think is, and I still, I, I absolutely do, is the coldest line in Star Wars history. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and uh, that was really good. Yeah, and, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to repeat it. Keith, I'll let you watch what, what I thought. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I, put, I, I, put, I put, I put, beeps in. I, I put, yeah. I put, I put, I put the beeps in it. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. And tell us a little bit about your uh, your new podcast. So the noise guys, tell us about the motion picture noise. podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's me and my buddy Mick Jamison. Um, we used to work together at uh, at Suncoast Motion Picture Company. It's this it, this video retail store. So we were we, in yeah. King of Prussia. We worked there like in the early two thousands, like when VHS was still a thing. Um, and uh, you know, it, it was just it was just 
we always like talk about these weird movies and this, this and that. And he and I have kept in contact over the years. And we he put out a post a couple weeks back about we've been kicking around the idea of doing a podcast for like a year and it just never came to fruition. And then we were talking about this movie, which is one of my favorite movies called Running Scared, the Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal. Mm -hmm. And um, we started talking about that and we're like, what are we doing, man? Let's do this thing. Let's do this. Let's talk about movies. You know, so we're going to talk about all the like all of our favorite movies. And there's going to be some weird 80s movies in there, some weird 70s movies in there. Like Jesus Christ Superstar is one of our like he and I like one of our favorite movies. Um, wow. So we're going to talk about that. Rhinestone, which is with um, Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton. A lot of people do not like this movie. Uh -huh. It's the funniest movie of all time in, in, in my in my view. So we're gonna be talking about that. Yeah. And yeah. A whole bunch of other stuff. So, yeah, it just be us doing our thing. And, uh, you know, just just talking, talking movies and having mm -hmm. fun. It's going to start out as a monthly show. And mm -hmm. then, you know, if things pick up and people like it, you know, we'll do like a couple of months or something. But yeah, yeah. right now to be a monthly show. Well, this is right up my alley. So I can't wait for this to drop. Nice. Yeah, Dad loves motion pictures. Yeah. And, and the 70s and 80s. Yeah. As a matter of fact. Yeah. So absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. I can't wait. That's nostalgic for me. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Well, Chris, thank you once again. Uh, and you, you know, you want to give out the address to Atomic City? Just sure, sure. Um, you know, uh, good good luck with parking. But um, Atomic, <laughs> City, Atomic City Comics, Atomic City Comics, six thirty eight South Street in Philadelphia, two one five sixty five nine six one three. Yeah, come on by. We've got the largest manga selection in the country, or at least in the East Coast. We have the largest manga selection, t shirts, a uh, huge graphic novel section amazing wow. back issues uh and of course the newest comics uh you know import toys shirts uh magic and Yu-Gi-Oh, pokemon games all that stuff come on by all come right yes yeah. please support the store and give Chris some business this is yes it's a wonderful store do. we've been there it's a great store absolutely thanks i got my first mom mob, mob squad minecraft book for there nice yes that? and we even got this our yes, the Mandalorian, the Dark Funko Pop. Yeah. Oh yes. Bring it down. Yeah. Bring it close to the camera. Yeah. Oh yes. From your yeah. 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 Anything Star Wars in the shop, I order it. It's, that's me. That's right. me. So I'm, I'm glad I got that for you. <laughs> so Chris Ryan is founder of Broaxium and content creator. Thank you so much once again. It's always fun to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks for okay. having me, guys. Glad right. I'm as tall as you now. Yes, you are. <laughs> All right, so thank you, everyone. This is our spoiler review of uh, uh, Crimson Dawn. Uh, Crimson Rain, thank you very much. Until next time, take, take care, care, and, and we, we will see, see you again. again.